Hello, my friends and fellow Catholics. This is the Informed Catholic. My name is Nechabar, and uh, welcome. This is going to be episode 150 of 2020 of the Informed Catholic. I have an article here from Lifesite News, an opinion piece. It's by Mary Ann Kritzer, and uh, the title of it is Our Bishops Who Punish Priests for speaking against the Democratic Party, betraying the the faith. Uh, Lacrosse priest, Father James Altman, remember him, faces church penalties for saying you can't be a Catholic or a Democrat. This article is from Monday, September 14th. So, um, before we begin, um, I I really would appreciate this. Uh, if you like my podcast, please subscribe, share, and uh, it would be a great help because I don't have any advertisements. Uh, your appreciation of, uh, is the only help I have, and uh, it would be a great help to me because it would tell Spotify and Anchor that you really appreciate this podcast and you like it, and it would let Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast platforms that distribute podcasts that you actually appreciate it and you want to hear it. So please, it would be a great help to me. Um, So let's start off with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the church and terror of demons, pray for us. And St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Augustine and Michael the Archangel, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Father James Altman of La Crosse, Wisconsin, has, uh, you know, he's really taken center stage. And I think it's good because, all right, we just did this week an article on Archbishop Vigano. And Archbishop Vigano pointed out to some really, really fascinating things that I think is very important. One is he pointed out that the sexual revolution that happened in 1968, you know, 1969 or 1970, you know, with that Woodstock, all those uh, hippie um, baby boomers who went nuts uh, with drugs, uh, sex, drugs, and uh, rock and roll and alcohol and everything, and, um, you know, just changed the culture completely, happened because of Vatican II. Vatican II loosed the bonds of authority, uh, papal authority, magisterium authority, moral authority, and it also revolutionized, changed the liturgy, the mass, 
And also what happened was because all that stuff that happened, not just, it didn't happen just here, Woodstock, it happened around the world. It happened, there was a a Paris uh, and uh, German-Austrian students' revolution led by, not surprisingly, Jesuits and some Dominicans. They even had a um, sort of like um, um, a mass, an open door mass with the students. They didn't care. They didn't care about the rules. They didn't care about the sanctity of the sacrament. They didn't care about anything. Everything just went down the toilet. And since then, the church has been in a spiral, a downward spiral, fighting desperately to keep, you know, to, 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 to find its place in the world. The problem was it had a place. And the problem was it was taken away. The church is in captivity. It's in captivity of evil, wicked men. There, I said it. Since my conversion to the Catholic Church, I have noticed problems. I came in with, I guess you can say, naively thinking that, uh, that everything was okay. But then I found out not everything is okay. There were problems. I, I even noticed priests that were indifferent. I even noticed liturgies that were not the same. I would go to mass in one parish, right? There was a near near where I work in Park Avenue. There is a um, near my job. There is a Saint Ignatius Loyola, Jesuit, and I noticed the liturgy. They play games with it. Then you go to another parish, and you know what you notice is you notice the priests. Um, I don't know. They just seem like. They're worn out. You know, you know, homilies are wimpy, weak. And the priests seem, you know, not to care. Not to care about anything. Not to care, you know, I mean, they, you know, one place they're very liberal about distributing communion. Another place they might be a little bit more, uh, they would have rules a little bit. Another place, um, it's like, I don't know, you go to confession as well, you notice that, um, you know, it's not the same. Something is wrong. Something is seriously wrong. And even people complain of indifference. There seems to be an indifference. And a lot of times it, it put me in a situation of crisis of faith. Did I make the right choice? Is this the right choice for me? It, a lot of times I faltered. A lot of times I wondered, maybe I should have joined the Orthodox Church. And, you know, I noticed in writings, I noticed in Bibles, uh, that's another thing. I mean, my goodness, you know, in the Protestants, they have all kinds of Bible translations. In the Catholic Church, suddenly it's like the same thing. You know, there. You know, a lot of times it seems like as though they're taking the supernatural out of the Bible. The supernatural is like seems to be, you know, out of the out of the church. My only um, source of strength 
was reading Catholic material. But the problem is like you look at cable TV like EWTN or you listen to CDs. I used to listen to CDs. Now we have podcasts. People like Scott Hahn, Brant Petrie, and other other uh by you know uh good Catholic uh authors and you know uh teachers. But the problem is I my strengthening of faith is my strengthening of faith is coming from Catholics I don't meet every day. I meet them through media. And then suddenly, you know, you you what you have you don't have it in your local parish. For a long time, I didn't have a home parish. I don't have a home parish still. I haven't registered in my local parish yet. It's a problem. And this is something many Catholics are feeling, are experiencing. That Catholicism is in a crisis. The faith is in a crisis. The bishops don't care. All right, we're going to begin the article, and um, let's walk through it. Let's find out what it says. All right, let's begin. LifeSite News Opinion. Our bishops who punish priests for speaking against Democratic Party betraying the faith. Lacrosse priest Father James Altman faces church penalties for saying you can't be a Catholic and a Democrat. Monday, September 14th, 2020. Father James Altman in his uh, August 30th, 2020 video, you cannot be a Catholic and a Democrat, period. Uh, we played that. I played that for you several times, actually, and um, it's great. So let's begin by Marianne uh, Kritzer. September 14th, 2020, LifeSite News. The city of God has a problem, a big problem. Many of those charged with protecting and defending her have gone over to the enemy. Some are active members of the treasonous treacherous conspiracy. Others commit treason by their silence. They are the nice guys who want to be liked and admired. They don't want anyone rocking the boat by insisting an unpleasant truth. So they say and do nothing, while the active conspirators within the uh, the enemies, without without take uh, without take jackhammers and wrecking balls, to the foundations of the holy city. Uh, sounds a little bit like Michael Voris's uh, Church of Nice, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Several years ago, Deacon James Toner discussed the nice guy syndrome in an article, The Wanderer, linking it to Hannah Arnett's description of the banality of evil. Nice guys can do great evil because of empathy, because of unwillingness to seek the truth, then to do it. Truth obligations. Knowing the truth requires us to act in that truth, to do the truth. James chapter 1 verse 22 and it's quoting Catechism of the Catholic Church CCC 898 if being a nice guy means that we must be wishy-washy or empathetic about knowing and serving truth then we must be as disagreeable as uh 
diseptic as possible. I hope I pronounced that word correctly. This brings us to the current situation of Father James Altman of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and his bishop, William Patrick Callahan. In a recent homily, Father Altman's pointed out that Catholics cannot be Democrats because of party positions advancing intrinsic evils. Support for abortion and homosexuality are litmus tests for Democrats. Written specifically into their platform, Catholics can't support that. But Bishop Callahan publicly called out Father Altman for his divisive tone, saying he inflicted a wound on the church. He no doubt could have described his spiritual son as a as disagreeable and deceptic. The the, the I, again I'm 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 probably mispronouncing that word, deceptic. Uh, you know it's a word I don't use. The bishop threatens canonical penalties if Father Altman fails to hear and respond to my fraternal correction. Correction for what exactly? Not the message, apparently, but a tone he doesn't like. Bishop Callahan is certainly entitled to his opinion, but that's all it is, an opinion. But one accompanied by threats of aggressive action as he considers his next move. The bishop already forbid Father Altman from live-streaming masses. You see, again... There was a um, church militant. Michael Varis um, had a uh, a Trump appointee. Um, I can't remember the man's name. I'm sorry. Um, who talked about the fact that they're playing a game? This whole nonprofit thing that the bishops are doing. Um, they they developed a okay. A, they were silenced. They were silenced, but then they were tricked. The Catholic Church doesn't pay taxes, but somehow, in order for them not to speak the truth, somehow they were seduced to receive federal money, federal grant, grant money, so therefore they can be silent. So in other words, it, you know, there's a – Michael Voris, there's a small article, I'm going to try to read it, where they, in a sense, are are receiving 30 pieces of silver – and in return, not preaching or teaching the truth. All right? that's They basically betrayed our Lord. You know, you cannot love God and mammon. You cannot love God and money. You'll hate one or you'll cling on to the other, you know, you know, or despise the other. You can't. You can't love both. All right, let's continue. I mean, the whole thing is we Catholics want our church back. We want our church back, and our church is being held captive by – it's like a Babylonian captivity. So the church is being held hostage. All right, let's continue. The bishop called Father Altman's homily a scandal. Was it? A bishop's primary, primary duties are to teach, govern, and sanctify. Priests share in that duty as the bishop's representatives. Father Altman teaches the truth with, with clarity. His words stir – the hearts of Orthodox Catholics, starved by the gruel served up daily by Catholic nice guys, preaching uh, pablum from the pulpit. Father Altman upholds the church's doctrinal teaching. 
He speaks with boldness, walking in the footsteps of saints and prophets who defended the faith throughout history. Contrast his voice with that of Father James Martin, S.J., who embraces and promotes homosexual depravity instead of being silenced and reprimanded. However, as a scandal wounding the church, Martin is the darling of liberal bishops, and even the Vatican you know, uh, embraces him, where he serves in the office of communications that is indeed a, uh, a treacherous, tyrannous scandal. The word treason derives from the Latin word tradesium, meaning hand over. Tradesium, okay. I'm, pronoun- I'm probably pronouncing that badly. Meaning hand over, deliver, or surrender from the old French verb terrier, meaning to betray. Under the old English law, high treason occurred when a subject betrayed his sovereign, in our case, Christ himself, or the state, the city of God, pitted treason involved a subject offense against a fellow subject. Today, nice guys commit both of these treasons. They violate the two great commandments to love God and neighbor. They undermine the faith and weaken the city of God, making it more difficult to bring the entire world to the service of Christ the King. And they fail to warn those in danger of hell to mend their ways. Consider the silence of so many bishops to teach the faith clearly and boldly. This problem plagued the church from its very beginning and often arose from human respect. Peter himself fell victim when he stopped eating with with the Gentile converts in order to placate the Jewish converts. St. Paul called him out, and when the first council met in Jerusalem, the church limited the obligations of Gentiles to follow Mosaic law. But it took a a very unsilent St. Paul to chastise the Pope. How many clergy fell into the same trap as the English bishops who chose to silence to please a king and avoid martyrdom? Clergy today chose silence with much less cause, since they will hardly be executed for making Catholic liberals angry. The bishops may lose some big contributors, of course, which often seems to be the, the major consideration, is the case with Bishop Callahan. One blogger thinks so. Uh, Dad29, blogspot.com, posted, posted this on September 11th. <laughs> One does not have to be an Einstein to figure out why a Catholic bishop is so publicly flogging a Catholic priest for saying exactly what the church clearly teaches. But riddle, riddle me this, Batman. To what political party does the lacrosse congressional rep belong? <laughs> um, I love this. Right, oh, righto, Ron Kind is a Democrat. Ron Kind, I guess. Okay, a party line Democrat. He he specifies moderate and votes exactly the way Nancy tells him to. Pro-abortion every time, and the lacrosse diocese borders are similar to the borders of Democrat Kine's district. Plus, Callahan has a problem, you see. More than half of the voters in the bishop's diocese vote Democrat, meaning more than half of the uh, duo's paying parish members out there are voting Democrat. Hint, dues paying. 
means something here. Yep, follow the money. It's really very easy. Congressman Ron Kine has a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood. And Norell, um, I forgot national, I forgot that the meaning, but I remember before. He supports embryonic stem cell research, same-sex marriage. Among the other intrinsic evils in 2018, he won with about 60% of the vote in an area that is approximately 25% Catholic. How many lacrosse Catholic cast their vote for this death-dealing liberal with near a whimper of warning from their shepherd? It's always risky to assume motives, but the fact is that the Diocese of La Crosse, like most dioceses in the country, is in trouble financially, huh. which has been exasperated by the coronavirus. Suspended masses haven't helped contributions, which are way down. Retaining dues paying Catholics in the pews is like major party. It's like a major, likely, you know, the, the pews is like a, Catholics in the pews is likely a major priority. Keep pew sitters specif- um, pacified and paying by avoiding the hard truth, the divisive sword of the spirit, the spirit truth from error, and in the process, enrage people. Huh. That's gr- this is great. All right. So I'll read this one more time. It's always risky to assume motives, but the fact is that the Diocese of La Crosse, like most dioceses in the country, is in trouble financially, which has been exacerbated by the coronavirus. Suspended masses haven't helped contributions, which are way down. Retaining dues, paying Catholics in the pews is likely a major priority. Keep pew sitters pacified and paying by avoiding the hard truth, the divisive sword of the spirit that separates truth from error and in the process enrages people. So, yeah, so you see, that's that's the case. These guys, I don't know how they do it. They paint themselves in the corner. They corner themselves. And I really honestly believe this goes back, because remember what Archbishop Vigano said. <laughs> the, the Pope deliberately stripped himself of authority in favor of collegiality with the bishops. The bishops stripped their own authority in favor of the theologians, and the theologians uh, stripped their authority in favor of personal freedom of the, of the individual. It's up to the individual if they want to, be, want to believe. But the fact is, this was all to weaken the church. Taylor Marshall was right. It's an infiltration. It's a deliberate infiltration to weaken the church. We lost, they, they lost their, their way. Okay, they, they, they wanted to fall in love with the world. They wanted the world's love and appreciation. They wanted to be taken seriously by the world. They destroyed their relationship with Christ. Simple as that. All right, Father Altman definitely enrages the liberals. Once his sermons went viral, the backlash was inevitable. It put Father Altman in the crosshairs of Father James Martin, who encourages who encouraged his thousands of followers to contact the bishop 
Bishops don't like controversy and they don't like to be embarrassed. Uh, some often imitate unfaithful popes who exiled St. Athanasius and St. John Chrysostom for defending the faith. Actually, this is something Catholics have to understand. Stop with the petitions. Notice what Father James Martin did. He told people to call Archbishop uh, Bishop Callahan, to call Bishop Callahan. Petitions don't do squat. Michael Voris was right. Call the bishop. Flood his office with phone calls. Flood his office and let him know that people want Father James Altman. Don't sign petitions. All they ever do is they get your email and they wind up asking you for money later on. Choosing to be um, charming and silent nice guys may be the most insidious temptation of our day for the shepherds. Human respect can lead to a tyrannous ter- betrayal of Christ. Jesus told Pilate he came into the world to testify to the truth. The testimony got him crucified. How many bishops are willing to walk in the footsteps of St. John Fisher, our only English bishop, who, who the only English bishop who refused to be a nice guy, bend the knee to King Henry VIII. He was beheaded on the Tower Hill two days before the feast of St. John the Baptist, who also lost his head for speaking out against an evil king. Thomas More also died. Cardinal Carlo Caffera, addressing the fourth annual Rome Life Forum in 27, stressed that Catholics are obliged to testify to the truth. Testimony means to say, to speak, to announce openly and publicly. Someone who does not testify in this way is like a soldier who flees at the decisive moment in battle. We are no longer witnesses, but deserters, if we do not speak openly and publicly. Exactly. And that's what Father James Altman does. Courageously and faithfully, Deacon Toner hit the target when he said, if being a nice guy means being wishy-washy about the truth, we must be as disagreeable and deceptive as possible. Was he advising unkindness? Of course not. He was using the hyperpolar to condemn the temptations to value human opinion above, above the will of God. Father James Altman is willing to risk the hatred of the world and censure from his bishop in order to save souls. He would rather trip up Catholics on the prom- promos path that leads to hell than let them continue unwarned only to fall into the abyss god bless him deacon toner and ended his article on the catholic nice guys by referring to the man often called the apostle of common sense gk chesterton chesterton had it exactly right in his observation that christians are not hated enough by the world too often we are nice guys Nice guys is a title none of us should seek, especially if it means advancing in the culture of the lie instead of the culture of truth and life. We are called to be soldiers in the church militant and should ponder carefully the words of Cardinal Robert Serra at the 12th Annual National Catholic Prayer Breakfast in 2016. Discern carefully in your lives, your homes, your work, place, how in your nation God is being eroded, eclipsed, 
liquidated. You have a mission of being of bringing divine revelation to bear in the lives of your fellow citizens. Do not be afraid to proclaim the truth with love. In the words of St. Catherine of Siena, pro- proclaim the truth and do not be silent through fear. And above all, pray. Wow, that's great. Okay, we're near the end of the article here. The silence of nice skies contribute to eroding, eclipsing, and liquidating the faith. It is the lukewarmness of Revelation chapter 3, verse 16, warns against, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold, not hot. I will vomit thee out of my mouth. Father James Altman is a man of prayer and a zealous teacher who refuses to run from the field of battle and allow the truth of God to be eroded, eclipsed, or liquidated. Unlike many of our cowardly bishops, prudent Catholics who love Jesus Christ, truth himself would do well to imitate him. All right. Uh, Mary Ann Kritzner writes from the Shanadawa Valley and blogs at Lafem, the truth. Lafem's the truth. All right. I thought that was good. That was a good article. All right. Let me look up something else. Let's see if I can find it. All right. Um, I couldn't look it up, but I think this is far enough. But let me just say this. We have to stop this. We have to stop letting... Look, there are Catholics that probably don't care. We know this. There are Catholics that will never lift up a finger. There are probably some who complain, but they're not going to get involved. We have to start getting involved. We have to start backing up the good priests, the good bishops. And we have to start demanding that our church speaks the truth, preaches the gospel. Because one of the things that I don't like, I don't like it when I hear other Christians like Protestants, evangelicals, accuse us of being a false church or being a church that doesn't speak the truth. I mean, I don't like it when I hear a Protestant tell me, well, you Catholics seem like you've accepted homosexuality in your church. I thought you were supposed to be a Bible-believing church. You know, you guys don't believe it's a sin anymore. You know, when you get Father, someone like Father James uh, uh, Martin compared to Father James Altman, that's who they get to see. That's who is that's that who that is who the face of Catholicism is. And then you have someone like like Cardinal Dolan when uh, Biden was was uh, was denied, um, you know, communion by a by a priest. Dolan says, "Well, I wouldn't have denied it, denied him holy communion." You know, I like I like what what I think Church Militant article said. You know, his zeal is 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 a, is a big tower, but its strength is that of a of jelly. They, they you know notice how they give out Holy Communion so easily. Notice they have no quilms or argument about the body and blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ. They have no quims. They have no problem of, of, of giving a sinner communion. That only shows there's a lack of faith. They don't really believe in the real presence because the one thing you want to do is protect 
the sacrament from being desecrated. And these guys have no problem in in in, in just giving out the sacrament because the, the Novus Order Church is a problem. The sacraments are valid, but the Novus Order establishment doesn't care. I mean, look at this. McCarrick hides the truth from from the bishops when he was told directly that from from the you know from the magisterium that politicians who support evil ideology cannot receive holy communion that's as far you know th- that's it he hid it and the bishops all they they decided to do it on their own um let's say caution well guess what ever since then they chose not not to fight they chose not to fight because they don't they don't want to be on the radar of the democrats and the thing is the democrats figure out a way of keeping them silent and that is through money through money that cat that that federal money comes in and they don't have to pay taxes guess what give you know show them the money and 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 the lord the Lord can go to the cross as far as they can as far as they care. That's it. This is the problem. You know, we have to create a whole new Catholic culture. We have to create a whole new way. We cannot give our money so easily to them. And at the same time, if we want, if we care about our salvation, we have to we have to we have to do something to stop this ridiculous behavior of the persecution of good priests and stop you know stop letting the bishops keep the church under their under their babylonian captivity we have to do something we have to stop this anyway i'm going to end it here um i'll get back to you again soon uh with another article um Let's say just a short prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. O Mary, concede without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, concede without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, concede without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. Pray for us, Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.